New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, church family. It's Barton Henley. Excited to be with you today as we continue going through the book of of Exodus together as we look into God's Word to see what He has to teach us through this series. Today we're going to be in Exodus chapter 17. So let's jump in. I'm going to read it for us. The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water there for the people to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, Give us some water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel, and he called the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? So as we see, this is just weeks as the Israelites came out of the nation of Egypt. They moved on from the wilderness of sin. And that's ironic phrasing there, right? That um, that they are coming out of the wilderness of sin. As we know, sometimes sin is, is not a wilderness. Sometimes sin is a very luscious land that satisfies us just for a little bit. But then we all know the, um, the irony of Moses calling that the wilderness of sin. So there's no water... In, to drink at Rephidim. And Rephidim is another word for resting place. So the people spoke up to Moses, spoke up to Moses and say, Moses, I don't know if you realize this, but there's no water for us to drink here. So look in, let's look in uh, Exodus 17 too. It says, So they quarreled among Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses replied, Why do you fight with me? Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? So Moses says, Why do you want to fight with me? Why don't you trust the Lord. And Moses is basically saying, why do you, why are you putting the Lord on trial with this situation? Because this place doesn't fulfill every need you have. Why are you putting the Lord on trial? Why are you putting the Lord to the test in this situation? And the people continue to complain. Yeah, Moses, you know, you rescued us from Egypt and you led us out of that, that terrible situation. But even though you led us out of that, you're really not going to take care of us and you're not going to provide us with water and your Lord, the Lord isn't going to provide us with water. He's going to let us die out here, our children and our livestock. He's going to let us die with no water in this place. And Moses, it seems like in um, Exodus 4, 17, 4, it sounds like Moses is just at the end of his wit. And he says, Lord, I don't even know what to do anymore with these people. Can you please help me provide some sort of explanation of what I'm supposed to do with the Israelites, with these people, with your people, God. So Moses cries out to the Lord and he says, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. 
So right after that, in, in Exodus 17, 5 and 6, the Lord answers Moses. He says, go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. So God orders Moses to take the rod. Moses' rod that turned water from the Nile into blood, God's rod of judgment. Moses takes that, and he takes it to the rock at Horeb. And that rock at Horeb, God tells Moses that he will strike it and water will flow out of it. And God says he will stand before Moses and Moses will strike that rock. And ironic, a, a bit of irony here that a rod would strike the rock and water would fall out of it. As we know that God's rod of judgment struck Jesus Christ and he out of it flew living water. And out of Jesus's death, we know flows living water. So there's a bit of irony and a bit of, it, uh, of an example of how Christ would be the one to sacrifice himself to take away the sins of everyone. So God sins. God says he will stand before Moses and Moses will strike him. And we know that Jesus did the same thing for us. Jesus made the choice to stand before us, the accused, and let judgment be passed on himself. God's judgment would come end up coming down on Jesus. And Jesus would stand in the place of the accused, you and me, and would accept God's judgment and the punishment for our sin. And Paul refers to this rock in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And in 1 Corinthians 10, we see throughout this scripture that Paul refers to the rock. Paul refers to Jesus Christ as the rock. So let's read it together. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. Talking about the Israelites here. They were all baptized into Moses, into the cloud, and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the scriptural rock that accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. So as we see, Moses directly is... is uh, thought of here in Scripture in 1 Corinthians 10. He's directly referenced from Paul that all the people in Israel, they were able to drink from the spiritual rock, from the spiritual rock that we know of now as Christ. And Scripture through this entire narrative is pointing to Jesus, points us to Christ who would be tested in the wilderness just as the Israelites were with Moses. See, Jesus took our place. He was killed, buried, and was resurrected to provide us with this living water. He was willing to be struck down as Moses was just talking about at the Mount of Horeb. He would, he was willing to be struck down in order to provide us with living water and abundant life. And as we go throughout our day to day, let us focus on that. Let us focus on the weight that so easily entangles. Let us throw that off so that we are able to focus on the rock, that we are able to bring our needs, our spiritual needs, our mental needs, our physical needs. We are able to bring those before Christ the rock. So let's pray. Let me pray for you today as we hopefully we are able to focus on the rock today. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this scripture that reminds us that you are a willing sacrifice for us. That Thank you for the reminder that you are our rock. We can put our trust in you as you are not shaken and you are not moved 
by circumstances, by relationships. God, we know that you stay the same. And as, I, as, I remind, as I'm reminded from this scripture of one of my favorite Psalms, Psalms 18, that says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock, in who I take refuge. So God, I pray that today we would take refuge in you today, Lord. We look to you as you are our rock, you are our refuge. And God, we thank you for this scripture that points us back to the rock and it points us back to you, your son, Jesus, and what he did for us. And it is in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.